You are listening to Australia's Tax News Podcast, Tax Talks, the podcast for Australian tax professionals. Welcome to episode 45 of Tax Talks. This is Heide Robson. This episode is about online SMSF auditing software, and we cover that. Manoj Abishindani will talk about what online SMSF auditing software can do and should be doing in the future and how it all should integrate. But then Manoj also starts looking at the much bigger picture and looks at the current setup of SMSF software in general. I think that he's making some very valid points. If you're interested in how the SMSF software market might evolve, I urge you to listen to this episode. I find it eye-opening. So here's Manoj. Actually, if you really go into deep, deep roots of online SMSF audit, they started sometime in 1995, something like 20 years back. And what it was is that we were a three-partner firm and I was the front person and I was talking to the clients and I was never actually involved in the accounting side of it. And the independent issue was that I was never actually preparing the accounts. You know, I was just taking the documents from the clients and then we were asking the clients, can you please upload it on my server? You don't have to come to my office. And then getting 600 clients meant that they were not all in Sydney. They were uh, all over New South Wales and then slowly they were all over Australia. So they were uh, uploading the documents online. And then I built a system because when you have 600 funds, our list was actually 1,200. The reason it was 1,200 is because there were a lot of clients who moved on to other firms, and there were some uh, there were some funds where more than one year was outstanding. There were some audits, some some accounts more than two years were pending. So so it was quite difficult to manage for me being the yes. auditor of the firm. You know, so there were like 1,200 yes, so outstanding. Your firm had 1,200 audits to do. And at that stage, your two partners would have been involved with the preparation of the accounts. Yes. And you were in charge of getting Audit. all these funds audited. Yeah. Because I, I was see. responsible in handing it back to the client because, you know, I was the front face for the client. Like I would take the work and then I will give it back to them. So the last stage was me as an auditor. So for me, I had my own staff who were doing the audit under my supervision. So I was the signing authority, but they were my they were my audit team. And whatever they didn't like, they threw it back to the accounting team. Yeah. So so the way it was working, I then had uh, first we started with Excel, then we used SQL, and then it was on our local server in my accounting practice. And there was an online form. We were checking the scope of the audit. We were checking the operating statement. We were checking the balance sheet. We were checking the member statement. We were checking the income tax calculation. And then we were checking the compliance issues. And they were issu- we were issuing audit reports. So the way we had integrated the system, that the audit report would be issued instantly by me by clicking a button. You know, And by clicking a button, the accounting team would then uh, get that email and they'll print the whole document so that it could be ready. You know, if uh, the whole thing, the management letter would be printed with just a click of a button. We had to automate it because of the number of funds. 
So in two, because of the growth in trustee, in 2011, uh, I sold 50% of the practice. And then in 2013, I sold uh, the remainder of the practice. So I'm no longer in practice anymore. But since 2010 and 11, I thought that if this is good for me, there'll be other auditors out there who need this kind of a service. And this is the time, if you remember, in 1st of July 2013, ASIC came up and they said that you have to be registered to be an auditor, you know, and everybody was becoming a registered auditor. So this was like a timing issue for us. And I had everything ready. All we had to do is from intranet, we had to put it on the net. And for us, this transition was pretty much easy. But then we were thinking, how many auditors would use it? Because I was the only auditor using it. So we, we built it in such a manner that thousands of audit firms could have thousands of accountants and thousand funds for themselves. So we built it in such a manner. The tables were built in such a manner that an audit firm can have many auditors. So we can have one partner, but maybe four or five audit firms. And each auditor would have four or five staff members. And then because we were getting our clients to upload the documents, so the trustee would come in and the accountant will come in because the trustee has uploaded the documents. The accountant comes in, he downloads the documents, prepares his accounts, uploads his accounts. The auditor comes into the same platform, audits the audit report, and then audits the set of accounts and then issues the audit report, which the accountant and the trustee can see. So basically, it's one platform where thousands of auditors can actually interact with thousands of accountants and many, many thousands of trustees all on one platform. So the client uploads all his documents onto a platform. The accountant uses uh, them to prepare the accounts, yeah. then hands over to uh, you. I you, like audit. To you I like to stop you there. Yeah. This is what I want. Okay, but the trustees don't want it, the accountants don't want it because they can't think far enough. We are developing things for an ideal world. We are thinking that people will go online. We are thinking accountants will go online. We are thinking trustees will go online. If it has to work the way we built it, then trustees should be uploading, but that's not happening. What is happening is trustees are visiting accountants or emailing or dropboxing, and the accountants are uploading. And sometimes that is also not happening. Accountants are preparing the accounts and emailing it to the auditor. <laughs> and there's another Dropbox happening or an email happening. And then the auditor is using some sort of a funny checklist, which is outdated and given by someone like a professional body and doesn't cover all issues. And the checklist is so bad. What we have is not a manual system. It's a reverse of a manual system. Let's look at auditor's life. You know, he's got a checklist of 50 pages. When he gets the fund, he says, not applicable, not applicable, not applicable. He crosses those out. But our system is the reverse. It says, oh, what is this fund got? So what you do is you import the trial balance. And once you import the trial balance, if there is a figure in the bank, it'll say, yes, it has a bank account. If it has a figure for shares, it'll say, yes, it has a share. If it has a figure for rental income, it'll say, yes, it has a rental income. And then it will produce questions relating to rental income. It will produce questions in operating statement relating to dividend income. And it will produce questions relating in the operating statement balance sheet. And then the checklist is built based on what is in the trial balance. So you have software that can read PDF files. And then it's basically 
artificial intelligence, isn't it? And then based on on the information in the trial balance, it will tailor a checklist exactly for that's that right. trial balance. Yes, that's right. And then it will pick up the trial balance figures and it'll tell you the real figures. I'll give you an example, like dividend income. So let's say there's a fund which has got 20 shares, right? So if you've got the trial balance figures, so what it does is it imports the trial balance, it imports what is in the set of accounts, and it compares it what the company declared. So we feed into the system, the ASX shares, we feed into the system what the dividend actually paid, what was the dividend actually paid by the company. And it compares the dividend declared and the dividend reported in the financial statement and produces a discrepancy report. Incredibly clever because that's what the SMSF softwares are doing as well. It tells the accountant uh, this yes, is the dividend are. that has been declared and then you match it against the payment received. Yeah, they are. But you see, an accounting software can be manipulated by the accountant. Uh, every accounting software has an override button, right? Uh, if an auditor mm -hmm. has to trust the accounting figures, he might as well not audit right? An auditor's yes. role is to do test sampling or whatever, right? But if we import it and we compare it, it, and you don't have to do it manually, the machine will do it for you. The machine hmm. will do the financial audit. You see, if you put the parameters, what is fixed interest? What is rental income? Rental income is 4% if it's a residential property. And what is the value? If we know the value, we know the rental income. But Manoj, in class, for example, there is a report. It's called Investment Income Comparison Report. Yes. And the auditor can go in and can see what has been declared and what has been recognized. Yes, it is there. Yes, I've seen that. Yes. Uh, but you see, it's spitting out. The auditor gets shown a figure which the accountant produces. There is a way where that report can be manipulated in any which way by the accountant. Even a PDF file can be overwritten by the accountant yeah so when you're given that access the uh, the the source of that document is the accountant so we are taught and the accounting standards requires the auditor to be of a skeptical mind the audit software must be independent of the accounting software if it is not independent then there is no actual audit happening you might as well just say that it's okay if that's what the software is saying why are you coming to me for audit there's no need for audit. This report I mentioned in class, the accountant can't override the dividend declared. So the auditor can go into this report and see where there's a discrepancy. But when you're auditing a fund that is not on BGS 360 or class, then you don't have that check. And so therefore, then the software on online SMSF audit is very helpful then because it basically gives you that report and shows you where you have the discrepancies. No, but then if the auditor decides to trust class figures, then the auditor should audit class first, isn't it? I mean, you're trusting class, yes. isn't it? So you have yes, to test sampling of class figures first. You can look at that figure, but if you import it, you can look at our figure, which is independent because this is your sourced. It's not supplied by the accountant. And that's the independence. If the tax office says, did you check the dividends? He said, yeah, I looked at the accountant's figure and the accountant gave me what the company declared and what is in the accounts. They said, well, then where's your audit? You haven't actually done any testing. Those figures are right or not. So this is where the independence thing. Hey, look, class have built an excellent software. I, I cannot deny that. But that independent check and that skeptical mind has to always kick in, you know, because we can't trust class unless we have 
audited class. It's a fair point. Uh, look, a lot of accountants, what they do is you have a ComSec account and they give you 30th June ComSec prizes. Same thing. You yes. know, if, you, if you're going to trust class, which is a listed company, why can't you trust ComSec? You know what I mean? And if you trust ComSec, ComSec is owned by Commonwealth Bank, which is an ex-government company, a business, and it is now a listed company. So we don't even need class. We can just look at ComSec figures. Because ComSec also gives you 30th June. ComSec also gives you the dividend income. So we don't need that second layer anyway. What I'm talking about is an independent independent auditor-initiated test. That's that's what I'm talking about, you know. A change in market value. You know, what was the 30th June closing price? How would you know that? Mm-hmm. You have to independently check it or supplied by, uh, supplied by class. And I really doubt that our figures would be any different from class because we are sucking the information from Morningstar. We're sucking the same information from ASX. So it is duplication, but it is the user paid. It's the auditor who has paid our system instead of the accountant who has paid the system and hmm. and the auditor relying on the accountant's system. You mentioned Morningstar, so that would be an information broker. Of you course. pay Morningstar? Yes, yes. Yeah. So does Class and so does BGL 360 and Supermate. And so that basically means anybody can go to Morningstar, ask for a data feed, you know, pay for a data feed, and then yes. download the current information. It would work for ASX-listed securities, yes. anything that is listed. So it would work for the Vanguards, the beta shares, and, yes. and et cetera. We know super funds are strange kind of investment vehicle. Actually, it's not even an investment vehicle. The the treasury would like to believe that it's a it's your uh, retirement pool. There are yeah. trustees who invest in very exotic. I mean, I've seen a fund which has got diamonds in there. I mean, there's no way mm-hmm. you could value diamonds. I haven't met an auditor who knows how to value a diamond. We would be yeah. relying on third parties to give us the correct market valuation. Even property. Uh, what is the property worth? Uh, unless and until you auction that property, you don't know what it is worth. It's just an opinion. Yes. An opinion has no meaning because an opinion could be under one point or over 1.6 million. So we don't know. We're just saying an estimated. And that estimated is a close estimate. It's like fair and fair and reasonable. It's like not too far away from the reality. The reality is something else. And even an accumulation account, the closing price is wrong. I have this discussion with accountants all the time. You put closing prices. If you sell at that price, there's a profit. So you haven't done a tax-effective accounting. Unless and until you do tax-effective accounting, you cannot have correct correct valuation of assets. And how many people do tax-effective accounting? Very few. I would say less than 5%. So when you see the balance sheet, it's wrong. <laughs> the market value is wrong. The uh, the member balance is wrong. The debit is wrong. The credit is wrong. The whole thing is wrong. So you're saying the market value is wrong because you wouldn't be able to sell at that price. You would have selling costs. Yeah. Let's say let's say my fund has got ten thousand BHP shares. I'm in accumulation account. I have one member. I'm in accumulation. The debit side is three hundred thousand. The asset. The credit side is the liability. The member account. So there's only one item. Asset and liability only one asset i don't even have a bank account on 30th of june it closed at 30th june so if i sell it on 30th of june at 30 dollars my cost price could be 10 dollars and my capital gain could be 20 dollars and 20 dollars i have to pay 15 percent tax on that or 10 percent tax on that because i've held it say for more than one year 
So two dollars goes away. So my member balance is wrong because two dollars multiplied by ten thousand shares, my member balance is actually two hundred and eighty thousand dollars and not three hundred thousand. And what's in the balance sheet? On the balance sheet, I have three hundred, which is wrong, because if I want to withdraw that money, if I if I die on thirtieth of June, will my dependents get three hundred? No, they will not get three hundred. They will get two eighty. So it's wrong. So this difference is only corrected by tax effect set of accounts, and this difference, you know, where we are so pedantic about the balance sheet being debit should be equal to credit. Uh, I don't know why even auditors worry about it because even if the balance sheet is out by one thousand dollars, who cares? Because it's uh, mm-hmm. you know three hundred thousand is the, the the figure is so immaterial. But you know, auditors spend so much of time looking at the bank accounts. I'm not saying it's wrong. Yes, you should do it. But there could be a huge compliance issue which is not reported. You know, so so the way we develop the checklist on the audit software is that we we saying, don't worry about the financial side. We can do it for you. A machine can do it for you. We can check rent for you. We can check interest for you. We can check dividend for you. We can check. Change in market value for you. We can do everything. You import the trial balance, and I can calculate the tax also for you. So we can even check the tax calculation for you. We can do all of the accounting bit for you. All you do is you, as an auditor, just check the compliance. And a lot of auditors, what they do is they spend seventy-five to ninety percent of their time on the financial side of things, which a machine can check. Is this all bill? It's uh, there. Sixteen thousand oh, okay. funds. Good. Sixty-eight thousand funds yesterday for this year. About hundred ah, okay. auditors. Sixty-eight uh, thousand funds. That's a good take-up. Look, we promise. We promise because you are spending seventy percent of time in the financial audit. We promise that we will do it for you. So we will reduce your audit time for more than half. We will mm-hmm. do the financial audit for you. If you use the system, because what happens is the accountant uploads the trial balance, you run the algorithms, the auditor then just has to go to the issues that you highlight because you have already checked everything else. No, we do more than that. We not only highlight it, but we also give them the comment which will go in the management letter, will go in the audit report, and will even prepare a contravention report for him. We find the error, we put it in the management letter, and we tell them what to write in the management letter. Sometimes there's an error in the accounts that can be fixed. For example, the accountant forgot start a pension, or the accountant forgot to do a partial commutation. So the auditor would push it back to the accountant, ask to fix this or that, and then they're mostly compliance issues. But as far as the arithmetic is concerned, that arithmetic can be very easily checked by a machine. So what we have to do is. We have to program that machine so that it can do the check instead of a human checking. So, is it possible for the auditor to upload again? So they upload the trial balance into the yep. system. It turns out the accountant made a mistake; they forgot yeah. to partially yeah. commute yeah. over the transfer yeah. balance cap. So the, the auditor shoots it back to the accountant, says fix this and that. The accountant gives it back to them, and then they upload it again into your system, run the run the checklist yeah, again, yeah. and then yeah. this time there is no no issue. When Audit evidences are uploaded, like dividend statements. We don't need a green pen anymore. We can go and write on the PDF file, so you can put comments on it by your keyboard. You know, so you can put stamps on it. You can put your signature on that. I've checked it. There's a redundancy 
this is version 1 version 2 version 3 if there is a ato check or there's a cpa review did you do the audit of course here it is version 1 version 2 version 3 so it's everything is yeah. kept on record and it's all online digitally online kept online for 15 years but the accountant at the moment is not integrated in this whole process so if there's no he is, is he, he is he is what happens is when the accountant uploads the documents the auditor puts a query and the query is online so it goes red so when accountant logs in again he receives an email there is an issue so the accountant has to go in and answer those queries and while he's answering those queries he can upload the newer version of the set of accounts so that means you you provide the platform that the auditor uses either the accountant or the auditor uploads the files that then get audited yes and then Yeah, the, the accountant and auditor basically talk to each other via this platform that you provide. Yes. yes. Look, uh, my imagination is going far beyond this uh, simple uh, method which you have just described. Uh, let me just give you an example, okay? The trustee is sitting in Perth, okay? And uh, mm-hmm. the accountant is sitting in Darwin, okay? and let's say the auditor is in japan on a holiday uh, the accountant in darwin has has a staff member who's lives in philippines and the auditor has a staff member who's sitting in let's say india so now the trustee mm-hmm. uploads the documents and he uh, presses one button the accountant gets an email and the accountant has allocated a staff member for that fund so the philippines staff member of the accountant gets an email they prepare the set of accounts and then they upload the set of accounts and then they click a button when they click a button then the staff of the auditor who is sitting in japan on a holiday and his staff member in india gets an email that this fund is ready for audit the staff member in india completes the audit and then in japan he is let's say on a mobile phone looking at reviews and comments made by the indian staff member presses one button and management letter and an audit report is issued instantly online and an email goes out to the accountant and the trustee and the accountant receives an email of the audit report digitally signed by the auditor so that's what i want but our problem is that the accountants don't understand what we are trying to do the auditors don't understand that's why the take is only 10% we are like bringing the future to them so people don't want to change they don't want to go online they have reservations about going online and there are some issues mm-hmm. i and think I, one issue is that there is no integration be- uh, between the accounting software that the accountant uses and your platform when the accountant creates a new version it has to upload it as a pdf file again no 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 yes no, if no, no, the accounting software was directly no. integrated it would be easier no, no no we have integrated with simple fund we have integrated with bgl 360 your class has not yet developed an audit module as yet they are in the process of developing that audit module and we haven't integrated with supermate at the moment but what we have done is we have got a import a csv excel file import so any software like handy ledger can be exported into trial balance into an excel and we can take an excel import so we have done yes. these integrations with them yeah so if so you're saying you are integrated with bgl 360 and yes. class we have integrated class not yet simple fund with 360 
not yet with class we have an agreement with them but we are waiting for them to tell us that their module is ready the class has not yet built a audit module as yet to export they, they are building it uh, it's a priority for them and oh, uh, we, we we are talking to them and we have an nda with them as soon as it is ready we will be informed and we will be building see we want to take it to the next level the next level is that our software at the moment can prepare a contravention report what we want to do is the auditor instead of going on to esat or going to the business portal or lodging a paper portal we want to link our software with the tax office so that we press a button and the software lodges the contravention report with the tax office so we are ready to do it but the tax office is not ready because they are doing all this yeah. new stuff with the sbr and the pls systems yeah. you know yeah. so they're not ready to they're not yeah. this is not an important thing for yeah. them at this point of time i see one risk in this venture and that is that bjr360 and class will build their own audit platforms they build a platform where auditors can log in and offer their services the accountant chooses an auditor online and it all happens via the um, class platform but maybe that's too big for them so maybe they prefer to outsource that and have you as the um, platform in between that facilitates this audit i think you have to appreciate the auditor's independence you know we cannot Uh, auditor cannot just simply accept an accounting package which the accountant controls there yeah. has to be a separate layer and that is the purpose of an audit yeah. otherwise there's no need for an audit so you so you are saying if class provides all the algorithms to prepare the accounts and then provides the algorithms to audit then you don't you no longer have the independence of the um, auditor let's put it this way yeah, if my fund is created on the system and you were the auditor would you blindly accept that figure well i wouldn't if i was auditing your fund yeah and of course that goes without saying if class then also provides the audit algorithms you know basically if class provides the software that you provide yes then there's probably there's probably an issue of independence because it's basically the same software provider that you know was involved with the preparation of the accounts and is involved with the audit of the accounts and that means there's an opening for 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 your platform because then you have the independence again but you're assuming we don't have capabilities to build an accounting software that's what you're assuming we can also build an accounting software but of course it could also go the other way around that you build accounting software but then you have the same problem exactly that's why that we process. never build an accounting software because we leave it for them to do that and we are doing this you know so we are happy with what we are yeah. there's no yes. need because they all look there's 600000 funds and only three online softwares and that's not yeah. going to remain like that we already know mccloud is already there which is a free software free online software and it has yeah. its own way of collecting uh, revenue uh, i am aware of three different organizations which i have got nothing to do with bgl have nothing to do with class nothing to do with supermate they are building new softwares and they are talking about the next generation of accounting softwares are they building accounting software or smsf accounting software uh, no no they're building smsf accounting softwares they see there is a market when class decided to build they obviously thought that there's something wrong with simple fund so when class came and then bgl thought yes there is something wrong with simple fund people are going towards class so i need to build something similar they built bgl 360 and supermate has always been on the side and trying to build and do its own stuff which 
has been acquired by AMP and they're going to use it for themselves. I believe uh, about 20,000 funds are looked at it and it has its own history and things like that. There were some softwares which were used when I was accounting, you know, when I was uh, preparing accounts. We already have a software called Handy Ledger and it has a supernovation software as well. It's called Handy Super. Sorry, it's called Handy Super. Now, they could be the ones who are saying, okay, we can take online, uh, we can take the data feeds, and we can also prepare the set of accounts. So they could be improving their software and coming online in competition with BGL and with class. And there could be a person, there could be an entity which could have, which may have its own ideas. And I think if you read SMSF, what does SMSF mean? Can I ask you that question? I mean, I'm just, it's a different Self-managed super fund. Okay. The meaning of SMSF is self-managed super fund. So you are a trustee. What are you managing? Are you managing investments? No, you give it to a fund manager. Some trustee is investing in direct property. That's where it ends. You're not managing the accounts. You know, you're not managing the tax return. Tomorrow, you could get a software where the trustee can manage the accounts themselves, like zero. In the olden days, every businessman used to go to the accountant to do the BAS. Today, if he has zero, he can do the BAS himself. So tomorrow, there could be a software where the trustee can prepare their own accounts. We don't have to go to an accountant. We just eradicate accountants from the middle altogether. So if the trustee can do his own accounts, he can engage the auditor online, there could be 700, 800 auditors online. They will look into his accounts and issue the audit report and he can press a button and lodge it himself. Yes, and at the moment that's not happening because the softwares are too complicated. I'll tell you the real problem. <laughs> I mean, the way I read it, I've been 30 years in this business and uh, I understand self-managed super funds. Uh, I think I understand self-managed super funds. The problem is that there is one software for an accumulation account and there is one software only for pension. The same software can do accumulation and pension. And if you have a fund, it can do both also. So there are three separate types of accounts. You with me? Yeah. How many yes. accumulation accounts are there? One. So accumulation funds are there. I mean, there are 600,000 funds, about 400,000 funds around estimated. I, I estimate about 350 to 400,000 funds are only accumulation funds. And therefore very simple. I have a paper napkin in front of me. I have a you know tissue box in front of me. If I take out one tissue out of that, and if I use both sides of that tissue, I can prepare the operating statement of my fund on one side and the balance sheet on the other side. Simple. I don't need BGL 360. 360. I don't need class. I don't need Supermate. And if a fund yes. has only property, it has a bank account, it has a borrowing, I don't need a sword. I need a needle. Now, let's look at another side. Let's look at the pension funds. A pension fund, maybe the 30, it's estimated it's about 30,000, 30% of all funds are in pension. So say about 150 to 250,000 funds are in pension only. They have no accumulating members. And then I probably need to tear the uh, napkin into half and then that half is enough for me to do the operating statement because I don't have to worry about the tax calculations. I just have to worry if I've paid any tax, what tax I'll get back. I'm talking about the funds which have less than 1.6 million. And then we have this uh, composite 
type of a structure which is paying a pension and paying and accumulating also at the same time and i think it's about estimated 10 or 15% of these type of funds yeah and maybe a bit more because those who had 1.6 million they will also now have an accumulation account who never had an accumulation so say say 20% now we need bgl 360 for the 20% we need class for those 20% we don't need bgl and 360 and class for this 80% which are either only on pension and accumulation so if we had two new softwares altogether different and they were only purpose was accumulation and the purpose was only pension we won't need these complicated accountant only driven softwares so 80% yeah. of the accounting work can be done by trustees themselves simple very simple money in what is it rent yes contribution yes rollover yes sell of an asset yes something which you can do it on a ipad and auditor can look into it and say hey buddy you've done it wrong can i just change it for you or you change it like this and it's done because as it is currently auditors are telling accountants what to do if this was on a and i had a chat button if the trustee did not know he could just click on the chat hey i've got this problem and you you could even not only type on chat you could even talk on chat or you could even see the other person on chat yeah and ask question <laughs> and then and he said okay i give you control can you do it for me then the accounting say, software says if you want that service i'll charge you 30 dollars a month which is 360 yeah. for the accounting software instead of you going to the accountant and he charging 3600 I think you mentioned three or six other software providers that are thinking or planning or working yeah. on entering the SMS of accounting software. Yes. Can you elaborate on that? Look they they're targeting they're targeting towards the trustees. They don't they don't want to see, so software to accountants. Uh, to accountants. They're like zero, you know, they're thinking like zero. They're thinking yeah. like MYOB cloud, you know, they're thinking if i build a software only for accumulating members if i build a software only for pension members i'll attract only those people so you get a trial balance from your accountant and next you can do it yourself can you quickly share who those three uh, or six uh, accounting providers are that you're thinking of i i'm actually on a committee on one of them to help them to check what they're doing so we have some confidentiality issues these softwares will be released very soon look they are they're finished the the programming is finished they are in the checking mode very soon you will see 30 dollars a month do it yourself data feed financial mm-hmm. statements and linking to our audit software the idea is to make the whole thing a lot simpler that no, trustees no. don't have to pay no 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 1000 to 3000 for an account to idea. do their accounts no that's not the idea the idea is to self manage that's the idea to integrate with the different platforms so they can actually manage their own their own investment for portfolio and don't have to go to Shaw and Partners don't have to go to Morgan Stanley no. is that the idea uh, the, the idea okay. is the within the accounting software they buy shares they'll click into and they're going to comsec exit from there they're back in the accounting package 
click there, set up a fixed deposit, click back, you're back in the accounting software, you know, click here, you go into Ray White, uh, click here, you're oh, back see. into so, the rental. So basically integrate the whole investment investment side more. Yes. And then self-manage. The idea is self-manage. That's, that's self-management. And it's all real life uh, uh, on the dot, you know, like today. It's like balanced mm -hmm. every day. So basically, the idea is not to just have a data feed from Comsec to to that software that tells afterwards what happened on Comsec, but to actually allow the trustee to go from the accounting software to Comsec, trade, and then go back to the accounting software. Yes, and 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 Comsec will basically all in one all in one package. You know, we shouldn't even call it accounting software because it's not accounting software. It's the whole package together. It's one software where you can manage the accounting of your SMSF together with buying and selling listed securities or working yes. on your investment property or whatever yes. it is. And the, there are some people who are who I have discussed this uh, uh, proposal or this uh, this idea, they, they they always negative. They think that trustees don't know. That's not true. Now we have Generation X, we have Generation Y. I'm talking about 10 years, 15 years from now. You know, that's the next generation. They know more than today's trustees. And mm. all the trustees who are 60s and 17s will die <laughs> you know, and leave the money for their next generation and next generation would be using different softwares and different programming. And I think class need to reinvent um, and focus towards trustees and maybe BGL 360 needs to reinvent. And they have to say, why do I have to sell to an accountant? And the accountant is not my client. The client who's paying for it, uh, ultimately, it's the trustees who's paying for it. So why not? And, and they have a trustee version. Please don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think class does, but uh, BGL 360 does. They have a trustee version. But there is uh, the, the way it is built. I mean, let's put it this way. If I was an accountant and if I hired a, uh, a new accountant, a university graduate, I will have to train him one month before he can produce some sort of a decent set of accounts after one month. Is that true or false? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, I would say okay. that's true. Now, uh, just hear me out. If that graduate, a university graduate, business accountant graduate, goes to Facebook, Facebook does not even, or Instagram, these softwares don't even have an instruction manual. You know what to do. So why do we have to have, like BGL and class, they offer free support and they offer free training they charge you for training sometimes. I think class doesn't, but BGL, though. They, I mean, they, they've written a software, and I'll train you on how to do it. I mean, why have you written a software which needs training? They probably will say because the legislation is so incredibly complicated. Total superannuation balance, transfer balance cap, all, all that. You know, a lot of the compl hold on, hold on. complications yeah. come, from the, uh, come from the legislation. No, no, no. We need an advisor. Did I say that, uh, that we don't need an advisor? We need an advisor. But we don't need an accountant. We don't need a bean counter. So an accountant can be your advisor, but he doesn't need to do your set of accounts. So that's that's the part which I want to separate. You'll always need an advisor. And maybe the hmm. auditor slash advisor could be the next thing. You know, could be. I don't know. But because auditor hmm. has to be independent, maybe 
an advisor is required. Yes, yeah, so your argument is yes, the legislation is complicated, but the advisor can provide the advice around that. And the software should make it simple enough that it's not that difficult to navigate around it. Say 40, 45, 45 husband, 40 wife, their salary sacrificing 25,000, the maximum amount, right? They've bought an investment property. They've got a few shares. A uh, simple accumulation fund and he, let's say uh, one of them is a school teacher. She can, or he can simply punch on the iPad and log in and make sure the fund is always up to date. How many, you get 12 rental incomes. Uh, each member gets 12 contributions, right? And if there's 24-7 support, just click on it, talk to them and it's done. You know, if you think that we are, what we've got is the best someone is always coming up with a disruption and this disruption can be so huge it will unthink the whole way we have always thought that it's supposed to be done that's the threat of investing in software because you you have to be always proactive you have to always think what people are thinking not today what people are thinking five years three years ahead you know, what they should be thinking. And sometimes, sometimes to write the future, you, or to predict the future, you have to write the future. I hope that's a clue for you on who's developing the next software. Welcome back. I think Minosh is onto something. The whole process of investing, accounting, auditing, lodging, documents should be integrated into one single process without any emails going backwards and forwards. The exchange of emails is probably often a sign of an inefficient process. In the next episode, episode 46, Paul Baker, the managing principal of Meridian Lawyers, will talk about the rollout of their automated online documentation system. Until then, thank you for listening. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.